Aria Wacky. Aria Locky? Who was that? Hello, I was off hiding in the corner playing Minecraft. It's great to be here with everybody. Oh my god, so glad to have you. Thanks for joining us today. And Kenya, hello my dear. Welcome. Hi everybody. So happy that you're here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to be a part of this podcast. And um, I'm excited. So let's let's get into the topics. Yes. All right. So. I was scrolling through Facebook today and I saw a meme that had a logo of the Disney castle that said groomers. And I was like, I had to look it up. I thought to myself, I'm like, why am I seeing Disney and they're saying groomers instead of Walt? And then I looked it up and apparently there's so much insanity going on right now in the world about Disney because they stood up to the don't say gay bill in, in Florida. And that to me, just, I just, it's so hard to wrap my head around what's even happening. So what's, uh, have you seen any of that? Let's see. Have you seen any of that? ladies i have i mean like there's a teacher out there who is going to do some malicious compliance they decided that if they can't talk on gender and topics like that they're just going to remove all gendered material from their their school like uh any book that says mr or mrs boy or girl like i'm all for it that's pretty deep um no i didn't know the hate was that was that pronounced i didn't know that disney was under attack um, I do know that the, um, I read this morning that there was a walkout among employees, I believe at Disney, um, in regards to what was going on in, in Florida regarding the don't say gay bill and the CEO standing up to Governor DeSantis. Yes. I saw that uh, this morning in the LA Times. I have it right here. This oh, was on was Sunday, out. March 27th issue of Los Angeles Times and Disney employees in Burbank protest CEO Bob Chapek's handling of the don't say gay controversy. There was some mention of this. I guess there, I don't know the particulars about the don't say gay bill, but there was a walkout involving 100 protesting employees of the Disney company. And that that took me by surprise. I didn't know that happened in Burbank, but it did. Wow, 100 employees walked out of Disney. So Disney changed their stance clearly on how they feel about this, saying that they will begin to create, uh, begin to be more inclusive in their films. I do believe that was one of the statements by the company that they made. Okay. Yeah, they want to have more um, LGBTQ representative as well as more minor, minority characters and uh, femme presenting leads. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always been the, the smokescreen that conservative politicians have used. Like, this has been going back since, like, the, at least the 80s and 90s when gay teachers weren't allowed to talk about their, their partners or anything. It was, the guys was used as, oh, won't you think about the children? Mm-hmm. Like that Simpsons meme, oh, won't you please think about the children? It's, it's the same tactic from the same playbook that they've always used to justify bigotry. They've used it throughout history. They did it with Black folk. They did it with gay folk. Now they're doing it with trans folks. It's oh, it's no different. Whatever the children, somehow this will negatively impact them. 
it doesn't as a as a youth that was denied their right to express themselves the way that they wanted i know that had i been educated as a youth i would have known what transgender meant and i would have had a better life probably but at that time at my age the word transgender was not even accepted in the medical community it was still transsexual and transgender still was not used because it was like back in the very early 2000s and I know that what they're doing today, that's it's literally it's harming teachers fear the chilling effects of Florida's so-called gay bill. I mean, it's, it's nationwide controversy. I, and I the president calls it hateful. It's ridiculous. I don't understand why Florida. It's really just culture wars. That's all it is. It's exactly well, that, like, that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it shouldn't be something that can be voted on like somebody's civil rights doesn't make sense you you can't have a majority group voting on a minority issue can i jump in um the article i have here is from the sunday march 27 2022 issue of the la times and the article is called will california be a sanctuary for lgbtq plus kids written by anita chabria i was wondering if you'd like me to read the lead on this yeah go ahead please please by all means. Here's what it says. Um, laws targeting non-conforming children are spreading throughout the U.S. When more than 100 Walt Disney Company workers walked out of their Burbank offices last week to protest the company's lock- lackluster opposition to Florida's unforgivable don't say gay law, it seemed like a heartening example of California rising up to its reputation as a beacon of inclusivity and action. And it was. But California is not all rainbows and sunshine, especially for marginalized people, Judah Jocelyn told me over coffee last week as a homeless man outside of the cafe door yelled about God's wrath for those who don't follow a particular interpretation of the Bible. That's got to be a metaphor for something going through, something going through nothing good. Jocelyn's point is that hate isn't a place and doesn't represent, doesn't, doesn't respect geographic boundaries. Jocelyn, who is transgender, is executive director of the Trans and Queer Youth Collective in Sacramento. Every day, Jocelyn, who prefers not to use pronouns, helps run online groups where a mix of 95 non-binary kids ages 12 to 17 come for camaraderie and understanding the lifeline because many of them have little of either in their offline realities. Now, that's uh, the, the, the lead in to this article that talks about the 100 employees of Disney who, who did walk out of their jobs and protested their CEO's response to the Don't Say Gay bill. And one, one aspect of that is that schools could be sued for books that they keep in their libraries. So ahead of the, uh, this ruling before it became an actual law a lot of schools actually pulled books that might even have any sort of mention of, of non-gender conforming young people or people of color from their libraries because they, they didn't have the money to fight the lawsuits that are going to come by parents who are now given the authority to sue schools for what they teach. Yeah, and I really take issue with like California being like a sanctuary because living in California, it's not one big monolith of, of left-leaning ideals. Like, 
each area is in and of itself like its own little thing its own little wannabe fiefdom on stuff like if you go above sacramento into the northernmost northern parts of california they tend to be really right-wing so and not to mention if a federal law is put into place that can subvert uh, a state law that would affect us still oh yeah 100 percent so um honestly it feels like just a blatant attack on education says george patello who has taught eighth grade american history for 19 years at the oscala middle school in rural ashikobe florida and a lot of these bills are written by people who have never even set foot in public education classroom george patello teaches eighth grade if i feel like i'm going to be watched by brick brother he feels like i'm going to be watched by brick brother time what's the point under the new law, he wonders, will it be considered age appropriate to tell his students that the Revolutionary War, the Prussian General Friedrich Wilhelm von Steuben, is widely believed to have been openly gay? When you look back in history, Batella says, there's clear examples of how these different groups are being attacked today actually helped form our country. They're a part of our story. Batella believes lessons like these can empower LGBTQI plus students, weaving them into American history. As a Mexican-American, he says he knows how important and that kind of reputation is. Growing up, he didn't see himself in the history books. Looking ahead to teaching under the new law, Patello says he'll be more. Uh, I know that I have to think a little harder when I navigate these subjects next year, now that this bill is going to be in effect. If the climate becomes too restrictive, Patello says, he might have to reconsider retiring. If I feel like I'm going to be watched by Big Brother all the time, what's the point? That's sad. That is sad as hell that our educators right now literally... Are, are they're afraid to teach and well, these new laws they've always been to, um, it's educators do we even pay them anymore no um, with this most of this is being pushed by the the narrative of the the GOP like the Republican Party now within that Republican Party there are figures there's this Madison Hawthorne uh a so-called representative in this country who is now going out saying that the that the older 70-year-olds are having orgies and doing cocaine. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it feels like a broader attack on history education in general. I think there's parallels there between this and the dialogue going on between critical race theory. It's like, because the GOP, they ascribe to the idea of, you know, American exceptionalism, but when you learn about actual American history, it doesn't make America look so exceptional, at least not the way that they want to well that's the problem they're feeding a narrative that's that's blatantly uh not true it is no different than north korea airing their news network and saying that uh kim jong-un invented the cheeseburger now kenya i know that uh your brother you said was an educator listen uh, for editing purposes i want to get your perspective on education but i feel if we were to use like your cousin or somebody that's close in education but that's you like you know that's but we can we can relate it that way if that makes sense you know what i'm you know what i mean be like uh, you're very close uh cousin or friend that's you but they don't know that <laughs> that's the teacher can give perspective and then you can just pretty much just say exactly what you would want but just pretend okay. it's so cool. yeah so can you, you tell me that you had like uh you, you have a very close cousin that's uh in the education system and they have pretty strong feelings about what, what's going on right now in this yeah unfortunately a lot has been affected by these 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 laws particularly coming from texas and from florida Ron DeSantis being the governor of Texas who wants to go after and arrest the parents of any child who is seeking gender-affirming care. Um, 
Greg That's Abbott. Right? Greg Abbott was, wants to go after, he wants to have law enforcement um, arrest these parents that uh, who have children who are trans. And this law was, I believe, struck down as unconstitutional. And then also in Florida, you have these uh, these laws that are coming up. And you also have in Georgia, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is trying to create more of a climate of, of, of acceptance of these, these QAnon-based laws that are attacking people who are, who are non-binary, gender non-conforming. I just think it's ridiculous. And um, what kind of books are going to be remain in the libraries? Will books be able to remain at the library? Will uh, Fahrenheit 451 and 1984 certainly won't. The HR5 Equality Act, I doubt that that's going to make it through the Senate with the uh, control of the Republicans in, in, in power there. So, and that's, that's going to expand um, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to support people in their, in their jobs. There was uh, just recently I read today of a substitute teacher in a former substitute teacher in Ohio who had been handing out pride bracelets and he was handing out pride bracelets to high school students and he lost his job because of some complaints that were put out there by his by the parents of these students that he was I guess trying to indoctrinate or encourage people to become LGBT just by handing out a pride bracelet no and see, it's, that's terrible. it's 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 um it's a disheartening that these ed- that educators are being targeted along with the kids. It doesn't need to be. It's it's just ridiculous. It is. I I attended the high school. Well, the 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 district that I attended K through ninth grade is the same district that Leela Alcorn uh, tragically died by suicide by stepping out in front of a, a semi, uh, December 28, two thousand fourteen, due to the conversion therapy that her far- parents had forced upon her and the lack of inclusivity and cultural awareness in that school system. The name of the former substitute teacher was Jay Bauman. He said in a Facebook post that he was fired for handing out first capital pride bracelets to his students at Huntington High School in Chillicothe. Bowman said he also answered questions from students about the LGBTQ advocacy group. Quote, if a kid has questions, if a kid wants honesty, I don't think I should be forbidden from providing that, Bowman told CNN affiliate WSYX. He lost his job. He was a I guess he's a retired educator, wanted to go back and substitute teach. Now he can't. Aria, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I, I think this, like they, they want to make this specifically about kids because they know that the Overton window for trans people is shifting. Like back in the 90s, 2000s, you can say whatever you want about trans people and there's not going to be a lot of people sticking up for you around here in America. But more, more recently, 2010s nowadays, people are more accepting of trans people. So the GOP has to frame it in this way to be like, oh, they're coming for your kids. We have to protect children. Yeah, they're so, framing it in a predatorial sense because, you know, no trans, well, I shouldn't say no. Most trans people aren't 
going out to schools to talk to children or to talk to children there's no ability to convert we're not vampires it's not you get bit in the neck and then the next day you're like oh no i've caught the trans so this is how they frame it in a way that helps them push their agenda here's one of the one of the narratives that i've heard specifically is that it's not natural for children to take hormone blockers and that they should not be allowed to alter their chemistry and and that they should wait until they're 16 or 17 to decide for uh if that if what if that and then they can do it on their own once their body goes bad actor it's that's entirely untrue like there are children who have to take uh specific hormones and puberty blockers who aren't trans that's the whole reason that these things were made originally wasn't for trans youth it was for certain uh instances where this stuff would pop up and it was needed now this idea that something if it's not in nature it's like bad it's like nothing in nature drives a car but people like please nothing in nature uses electricity outside of like eels so like this whole argument is nothing but silly nonsense it's not natural for me to dye my hair green but if i wanted to i could it's not natural for anyone to get braces to straighten their teeth exactly Mm -hmm. like most creatures are like oh shit i got messed up teeth i just gotta deal with it just because something is a certain way doesn't mean we have to accept it it's it's not natural to be a republican but people still do that now don't they (laughs) <laughs> i spoke to someone who told me that uh he was moving to tennessee because in tennessee uh children are not coming out younger and younger like they are here in california this, that's the same know. argument though as like the thing the thinking uh against left-handed people it's like there there's no such thing as left-handed people for the longest of like uh american culture and the reason for that is because we would punish them and force them to write with their right hand then when we stop stigmatizing it and demonizing it it's no longer the sign of the devil to use your left hand suddenly like 14 percent of the population is left-handed why because we're not punishing these people that's what happens when you remove a system of oppression on something that is in nature like even before the current laws that america uses there were trans people we have cave art of trans people we have actual texts going all the way back before this epic story of gilgamesh that talks mm-hmm. about how there were trans sects in most um most religions like the native americans had different various forms of uh gender uh non-conforming people like yeah. Do you know who this wiped away? Do you know? Book. Do you know who took that? We had, we had, uh, we had all that. You know, na- the history about all that. But in yeah. the 1930s, specifically that era of time, no reason in particular, uh, that that history and that information, that medical uh, documentation about trans people and gender identity and sexual orientation was just happened to be bank- vanquished. And um, I don't know about you, but I think I think something happened in the 1930s. Do you, do you remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we know the Nazis also burned a bunch of uh, sex education and gender education uh, material. I mean, if you want to do something that aligns with the Nazi party, just join the what is it? Yeah, the, the Republican Party. At there that you go. The, the term two spirit was created in 1990 at the Indigenous Lesbian and Gay International gathering in winnipeg and specifically quote specifically chosen to distinguish 
and distance Native American First Nations people from non-Native peoples. The primary purpose of coining a new term was to encourage the replacement of the outdated and considered offensive anthropological term, verbatch. And I'm part uh, Cherokee, I'm about 20, 25% Cherokee. And um, I consider myself two-spirit. And it's an un umbrella term used by some indigenous North, North Americans to describe Native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third gender ceremonial and social role in their cultures. I'm not really active in my culture because I don't really know anyone who is Cherokee. Um, my grandmother is considered Black Cherokee and uh, Cherokee Black people were uh, sort of like a parallel group within the Cherokee tribe. Um, Literally, it, the information about my heritage was sort of kept away from me. It was uh, sort of like whitewashed. So I've been trying to learn as much as possible about it. And um, so what I learn is through the internet, uh, through some people, like uh, friends that I might make over the internet, but there's not very many other third gender people out there. Um, so just, there's just a few and uh, we online, we sort of band together and we encourage each other as much as possible. Um, in terms of makeup, I really have this drive towards learning about makeup and the sort of strength that would give me in terms of my gender identity to see how well I could present in terms of, um, becoming Kenya. Uh, my birth name is Ken. And I added the YA just as a sort of like something that sounds positive, something that sounds uh, joyful. And we have Kenya. And I started out with watching a lot of YouTube videos. And eventually that turned into purchasing makeup because I was thinking I would like to be a drag queen or drag artist. Um, watching a lot of uh, uh, RuPaul shows, um, being a fan of RuPaul's from, from long ago. I have some of his vinyl records from back when he was, uh, uh, you know, just a music artist and a drag queen. And then going on from there, I was thinking, um, I think I'd rather bring to the surface who I really am inside as a trans person. So what I did was I learned about makeup. I learned about hair, just mainly by watching YouTube videos, being self-taught like a lot of people in the LGBT communities. And um, I've really, uh, I really feel like I've, I've really come up. Um, so I'm, um, oh, can I ask you a question? Yes. So when you were growing up there in the 90s, when you were seeing those things, did you really, what other types of things did you see in that community as far as representation? Like, did you feel at that, how did you feel being at that time, you know, in the 90s, like looking out there in the world, did you feel that you could be who you wanted or how, what was like, what was the like societal dynamics back then? Could you go like elaborate into that? Okay, um, sure. Um Okay, so I started college in the late 80s, and 
I didn't really get to be, I guess, connected with people in college until it was right around 1990, 91, 92. And that's when I started really going out to clubs and really starting to get to um, sort of be a part of the whole college life. And what my friends and I would do is we would drive down to TJ, uh, Tijuana, Mexico, and we would cross the border. We'd park the car and we would usually stay over the weekend in the hotel. And um, we would get our hands stamped uh, uh, at the various nightclubs. We would go back to the hotel room and, you know, get maybe catch a, a nap or, or, or eat dinner early. Maybe we would, you know, even party in the, in the hotel room. And then we would go back and we would have all the nightclubs. And one particular club we went to was called Los Equipales, Transvesti Bar. And it's just right across the street from the Highlight Palace in Tijuana. Back then, it was just a just huge nightclub. It was like a you know an anthro. It was a big place where you know you would get hundreds of people into that club, and there were drag shows that that took place all weekend long. Um, I, I took my friends in, and I even took a photograph inside the nightclub, and I have that photograph to this day of what it looked like with all those guys all in the in in the walkway in the corridor of the nightclub looking down at the stage and the the, the beautiful drag queen uh performing on stage and one weekend there was a dragnet that went through town and the police the federales went and arrested and jailed everyone that was inside that club all the people went to jail. I don't know why they were jailed. I don't know why there was a, a, a reason to incarcerate everyone that was in this particular gay bar, but it happened. And there's no information. There's very little information online about it. And that was the sort of thing that happened in the 1990s, in the early 90s. Um, eventually the club closed. I'm sure it's opened up a, under a new name. Um, but now there's a new sort of breed of, of, of LGBT club in TJ where drag is normal. Drag is synonymous with, with the, uh, with the gay bar, uh, experience in that town. And, um, it's, it's not as, uh, taboo as it once was, um, but that was one of my experiences uh, going to, to uh, TJ was, was, or going out in the 90s, going to a club that it was, it, was, it was very risky to go to a place like this because you didn't know if, if you were allowed to be inside the club and you didn't know if uh, this sort of thing could happen. Now, that's totally unspeakable. Um, you go into a club like uh, Colibri, or you go to uh, Hawaii, or you go to um, Latino bar, that sort of thing would never happen. But back in the 90s, unfortunately, it did. I had to do something similar when I was in the, uh, the military, because I was in during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Wow. Yeah, they would, they would do stuff like that. You'd have like one of the higher 
ranking chiefs that would be in a place like that to just kind of like scope out to see any faces uh-huh. they would kick people out for being gay out of the military with an oth instead of an honorable discharge and now you can change it but it's like for some of them it's been like 10 15 years like there was somebody talking on it who had been kicked out 25 years previously and uh for being gay while serving and um they were getting their uh discharge changed finally and it was like shit was scary especially since one of the people i was dating was kicking people out and i was like how can you live with that like kicking people out for doing what we're doing and that was ultimately what ended that relationship because he was like oh this is you know this this is our duty and i'm like ah sorry fam that's not good enough for me no more representation it mitigates some of the abuse because then it's it normalizes our existence because we're people you know we've been around for a hot minute so by having more representation it helps to mitigate that if we had more trans representation there would be a lot less harm to trans folks especially young trans folks they wouldn't have to go through some of these gender conversion therapies like I did like I was literally tortured through my gender conversion therapy I've been stabbed I've had my tongue fried solely so they could teach me what hell would feel like and if we had more representation it would go down it would be seen as normal it would normalize our existence because we're people so I think it would help out greatly to mitigate some of the harm. And it would also help some of us transition a lot faster because now you know that what what you are and who you are is no longer this deviant, like, I don't know, monster from stories. Like you're not bound to the life of the previous depictions in the media of what a trans person is. Like you're not gonna, like look, look, at, look at the depictions now you look at like Star Trek and you see Grey and like them being smart and intelligent. You see Adora being smart and intelligent, courageous, stuff like that. Like you're no longer seen as, oh, you're a trans person. You must either be a sex worker or that that was like it. Like the, the assistant director see- of health, the assistant director of health, the United States uh, is the is is uh, Rachel Levine, who is a transgender woman. Yeah, even you have they're real world examples of trans people. The Matrix, not just you, myself, and yeah, well, look at the the Matrix. It's a fantastic trans allegory, like oh. so much so that you have a bunch of people who try to co opt taking the red pill, like <laughs> yeah, and they hijacked that. the The Republican GRPs once again hijacked that that message of free your mind and and red pill versus blue pill into into you know creating a narrative that is uh, destructive and very dangerous and also very anti-semitic because nazis still exist today which is you know like it's surprising that they still do like we, we we had history classes on this they're trying to not they're trying to take away the education of the holocaust in certain schools across this country Oh yeah, I could see that. Like, no, you can't see it. It's of, happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've already tried to erase the history of trans people. Of course, they're going to try to erase the history of the misgivings of like people in power. Like, they're Nazis, and a lot of the Nazis were white folks. Like, sorry, but just the reality of it. Kenya. Yes. What do you think? I think it's insane. Um, I met a Holocaust survivor once when I was at work. 
and she showed me her tattoo and Mm. I touched it. I felt it. It was real. And there's no denying that this stuff took place. I went to um, visit uh, um, an old church and at the graveyard outside the churchyards, I saw the names of the Nazi soldiers who died in battle in Finland. Um, I've, and for, on one side, you have people who say that this never happened. It was, it was just all uh, um, just, you know, make-believe. And then on the other end, you have people who actually adhere to this. I've had people uh, threaten me by goose-stepping at a gas station in front of me, threatening to uh, do bodily harm on me, showing their, their uh, Adolf Hitler tattoos. Um, I've seen it. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mess. It's really a mess. That is so unfortunate. I think anyone who tries to deny it, like to me, they're automatically labeled as a Nazi. Like even my my own mother had tried to deny it by downplaying it. She was like, Oh no, there's no way that many people could have been killed or X, Y, Z. And I'm like, look, no, there's, thorough documents and records on it and you know she bought into the fox news kool-aid of oh no it wasn't real it wasn't happening and i'm like no this is real like to hear you can even look up the names like they recorded this stuff down to a t of the atrocities they committed and after like showing her like a simple google search and showing all the evidence she was like okay so i was wrong yeah like they're pushing this agenda of the Holocaust in their eyes didn't happen. And at this point, it's like, no, even they know it happened. They're just trying to, to hide it. They're trying to erase it so they can push on them to their next agenda. You can't give them any ground. If you give them an inch, they'll take more than a mile. They'll take your whole goddamn planet. So no, don't like, oof, God, I hate, I hate it when people try to come out with that argument of, oh, it didn't happen. Like, get out of here, you Nazi. All right, well, I'll let you get on with your day. Thanks so much for being part of the show today. Of course. Thanks, Caroline. And you have a great evening. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing that podcast online. All righty. You take care now. Bye. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. I am. I mean, this part. The only, the only sign, you know, Leo's were... Leo's sister top today. Nice. Yeah.